0: You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth.
1: All right, today's episode is Creative Kids Rooms. My name is Betsy Helmuth and I'm a designer and I'm a mom. I have two kids, two years old and four years old and I have designed some kid rooms, including one in my own house. So today we're gonna talk about how to design for and with kids. Here's a couple things I just wanna throw out there at the top. When you're designing with kids there's some things you got to think about first one is there's going to be a lot of toys and there's different toys for different age groups for instance if your kid is zero to two you have a lot of small toys so things that they can hold in their hand things that they can chew on things that they can reasonably play with so you're going to need small bins small baskets if you have a kid that's two to four you're getting into the bigger toys so we no longer need baskets we need tubs we need tubs of mega blocks trucks bigger toys that they're kind of into but they don't have the fine motor skills so they're flopping around and have these large toys in tubs then your kid turns four to eight and all of a sudden they're into like normal sized toys like Legos barbie clothes things that you can put back in those bins so then we're kind of downsizing from the major tubs to smaller things things that are a little bit more intricate maybe beads and making jewelry or um, those kind of things so then you can downsize again so it kind of ebbs and flows but you want to think about it like that in terms of preparing your house and making room for storage for these things the other thing i want you to think about when you are preparing your house for kids is that there are stains a common stains are common, so between the juice boxes and my kid was a projectile vomiter i don't know about yours um from infancy both kids projectile vomitors and so you need to be prepared for that not only with the upholstery on your sofa which I highly recommend is something that's quite durable, scrubbable, and nothing too precious. This is not the time to buy the sofa that you're gonna pass down to your kids and they're gonna reupholster for life. This is the sofa that you're gonna have ages zero to five and then you're gonna throw away. You're gonna burn, it's gonna be bad, bad. Um, That sofa is gonna see some action. And then the other thing you want to think about is the rug, because the rug is where they are playing. And that means that that's going to see a lot of action too. So I highly recommend something with a lively pattern, so that way it camouflages those stains. No solid colors, no light colors, but also no dark colors. I don't go for navy, I don't go for black, I don't go for brown. And the reason is because that shows every stain too. It shows every piece of lint, every little dust bunny sock shard, sock shard whatever you know what i'm talking about so i go for a mid-tone mid-tone colors in other words like a royal blue instead of a navy blue like a sage or kelly green versus a deep emerald and then i want a pattern because a pattern is going to conceal all that all the snacks all the play-doh all the finger paint it's just gonna hide it so these are things to think about when you're designing with kids just a brief overview and now we're gonna get specific because i have a listener question avia take it away
0: Hi, Betsy. What color schemes do you recommend for kids' rooms other than pink for girls or blue for boys? Is there a cool way to decorate a room that would be okay for boys and girls, um, like a brother and sister?
1: Abia, does this mean that you are having a girl to add to your family? She's got the most adorable boy, and I'm just wondering, just curious. All right, so let me answer your question. In New York City, a lot of times, girls and boys have to share rooms. We don't have huge apartments. We have to economize space, especially when they're little. So unisex decor is something I work on all the time. Personally, my kids, they share a room, two and four, girl and boy. And I painted it teal. I think teal is a really good compromise in terms of not being blue, but not being pink. And uh, and then I have accents of navy. And a little bit of purple so we go both ways there i'm also open to a yellow kids room the only thing you want to keep in mind about yellow is that it is a color that kind of sparks activity um and so if your kids have trouble sleeping or if you want them to be better sleepers i would go for a cooler color something in the blue family or of course my obsession teal and I'm also open to green. Green can be a really fun compromise, especially if you're going for a kid's room that's a little bit unconventional, maybe a little bit earthy, maybe a little bit less kitty feeling and a little bit more mature. A lot of my clients want a mature kid room. It's not an oxymoron these days guys, I'll explain more later. Um, but the one thing I'm always telling my clients to do is no matter what your paint color is, you need bold pops of color in that room. Because so many of my clients fall into this trendy trap of wanting an all-gray nursery, or an all-white kids' room, or just ivory with delicate touches of powder blue. And the problem with that is, grandma and grandpa are buying him Fisher Price. And there is going to be primary junk. All over your neutral palette so I really want you to think about what's gonna be in this room there are gonna be scooters there's gonna be transformers there's gonna be mega blocks and so if you have an all-neutral room they're gonna stick out like sore thumbs and you are gonna be constantly battling to preserve the beauty of your mature kids room so I really think adding pops of color even if you do choose to go with a neutral background is essential so that you don't go crazy Trying to regain control of a bland palette in a vibrant room. So, there are a few tips. Now, let me talk to you about motifs because a lot of my clients want a motif. I want a motif. I'm with you people. So, the number one unisex motif is animals, right? Everybody loves a giraffe, whether you're a girl or a boy. But it can go a little bit cheesy. It can go a little bit Toys or Us. So I highly recommend looking at places like Restoration Baby or um, there's this line called Sprout 2 that has amazing bins with these cute little raccoons. And I have one with like a unicorn and then there's a squirrel. So cute and really kid friendly for both sexes. The other way that you could go with a motif which is really popular right now are going for bold patterns so you could go for like a geometric you could do a chevron rug you could do stripes on the wall you could do like a trellis pattern with the curtains so taking it away from a motif that involves characters and something that just involves geometric visual interest um but my number one the thing that i'm kind of obsessed with if i were going to redo my kids room And I think about this all the time because I've designed over 100 nurseries and I'm constantly like, ooh, I want that too. If I was to redesign my kid's room, I would go for an international theme. So something like kind of a world baby, international kid. I love it. Because then you could do woven baskets for hamper. You could do like hammered metal table lamps that wouldn't break and they look like they came from Istanbul. You could do like a Moroccan tile rug or my personal favorite, an overdyed Persian, which just looks like a Persian rug that they took and dipped in a vat of teal dye or hot pink dye. Oh my goodness. They have them at Overstock for like under $300. And of course, you can get them at ABC Carpet for over $3,000. I am drooling right now. I don't know if you guys can sense that, but drool just like went down my face. And then, of course, for the ceiling fixture, I love a Moravian star pendant because it has the punched holes in the tin star shape. So that way it makes little light beams on your walls, which is so fun when you have kids, especially if it's on a dimmer right before you put them to sleep. Oh my goodness. I've already got my new nursery in my head right now. Baby three, honey. Baby three. So these are some really good things that you can think about um, in terms of different motifs that would also be unisex. Let's get another listener question. Hi, this is uh, Juliana Delgado. We just bought a house. I have two kids, an almost three-year-old and a six-month-old. And I wanted to find solutions for storage of toys in my living area and other areas that are cute and versatile we have something but it's really not all that cute thanks for the question that is a constant battle with my clients and i'm going to tell you with myself because toys can take over especially in a small apartment especially in new york city or you live in a house but it sounds like you don't have a playroom even if you do have a playroom i'm going to share something with you that i have discovered and um that i even noticed in my own life so let's just say we have a playroom in our basement i'm just dreaming for a minute um the kids don't want to play down there the kids don't want to play down there until they're over the age of 12 or unless they have friends over because they don't want to be alone they want to be with you so even if that's where you store all the toys they're going to be bringing them up to the living room to the kitchen to be in your grill they want to like see mommy and daddy they they don't want to be isolated nor do you want them to be isolated who knows what they're doing down there so it's important to have storage in your main living space with kids but how do we do that in a sophisticated way that doesn't make it feel like Gymboree when we're watching our shows so what I recommend is the old OC storage OC storage is my little abbreviation for open and closed Because closed storage is so important so that you can put those bins and baskets of toys that I referred to earlier away. But you don't want your whole living room to look like a storage locker. So it's so important to have that open shelving up top where you can display some books or you can display uh, picture frames or tchotchkes. Something that adds personality. But then at the bottom you would have cabinetry so that the kids can easily access their bins of toys and you can quickly put them away. So that's what I recommend, in my favorite places for open and closed storage, the first one's IKEA, because open and closed storage can get super expensive. People are afraid of the old-term entertainment center. I embrace it. I embrace it. We're going to get our open and closed storage. So look at their Leotorp collection, because it's great quality that rivals Pottery Barn, and it has nice deep shelves, so it can hold those bigger bins of toys for that two to four age range um the other collection i like is at home decorators the oxford collection both of these are very affordable amazing quality deep storage open and closed that's what we're looking for because i don't want you to look like it's just cabinetry which is some people's default because they just don't want to see any of it and i get it but at the same time it can be oppressive uh the other entertainment piece that i love is the logan from pottery barn but you are going to be paying the price for the sleek and somewhat traditional beauty of it so you know it's up to you but i prefer a lower price point because you know they're going to put stickers on it you know they are and if they're my kid they're going to find the one sharpie that's in our house and they're going to color all over our white entertainment unit thank god for the magic eraser does everybody out there who has kids have a magic eraser just shout out now hallelujah Holly, I hear you through the um, sound waves. So there we go. That's my take on storage. I hope it was helpful. Oh, you know, one other thing I wanted to mention, because my kids, you know, you just heard the Sharpie anecdote. My kids are into everything. Is that I like to put things like crafts, crayons, that kind of supply stuff that I only want them to play with when they're supervised by me up on the shelf, but I put it in a really attractive bin with a lid. So that way it can be on the open section of the storage, but they can't access it and I pull it down when they're ready for it. So there is something to be said about even incorporating the kids' toys up top in terms of craft supplies or scissors, things you don't want them to touch, but um, doing it in a sophisticated way with a closed basket. So many good closed baskets at Pier 1. Holla back. So from one mom to you guys, there's a lot of tips and tricks for dealing with kid toys and decor. And if you want even more exciting tips and tricks, you can always find me at affordableinteriordesign.com. And of course, you can pick up my book at any bookstore or on my website, Big Design Small Budget. So check me out, keep those questions coming, and I'll talk to you soon.
0: How did you end up in this place for so long? Whatever made you think that this is where you belong? Walking the streets like a dog. Dump-